Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Haberman and Middlecoff. That's John Middlecoff with that bohemian glow to his skin. I'm Guy Haberman. It's great to have you. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, what's up? Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell. Uh, I think as we're talking, there's actually a video on our channel airing, airing, playing, loading. Of uh, I just put up like 10 minutes of the Niners quarterbacks at practice today at OTA practice because they did one of these drills where they bring out these two, uh, met, the, not medicine balls. What are the big, the big, big bouncy balls called? Like the ones you do abs on or yeah. even bigger than that? Yeah, no, those. I, uh, blow up ab balls. Yeah, those big ones. And they like quarterback drops back and then they roll the balls at them and they got to, you know, shift in the pocket and then step up and throw. So that was a fun little uh, drill to watch. So that video's up, among other things there. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, great. Five star review. Hit us with a question on Apple Podcast. Leave us a review in that review. Leave a question. And that's how you get in the uh, Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. Or you can email us at promo code ham at gmail.com as well. Speaking of airing, I saw, I think Florio wrote that inside the NFL, remember that long standing show that got, I think it got canceled. Yeah. They just didn't have anywhere to be, you know, mm-hmm. HBO or it was on Showtime for a while. Then it got on, I forget the last channel it was on, is now on dot, 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 the CW. So the I was going to make a joke, <laughs> but you were serious. Dead serious. Yeah. CW is getting involved. I, they have to have some executive that is, uh, Dab, that's a huge sports fan, right? Well, they yeah, they just got bought within the last six months in the last year by a different. It's it's a different CW than we know it, and I think the company that bought them might have some background in live sports, or at least definitely has the money to try and boost the CW or change what the perception of the CW is. So there has been a very recent change in. They on the NCAA tournament, or is that a different channel? Uh, no, that's Turner. Them. That's all True TV, TNT. Oh, all that oh stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you see Kevin Clark's article about live? Did you read that? I uh, did today. Not. It was good. But one of the things he wrote was, I think it was him that, uh, he's like, you know, it's been hard to come by ratings numbers for the, for the live events, but one leaked out, I guess there, did they just, were they just in Washington, DC? Yes. 3,700. hundred people. 33,700. <laughs> That's not, I mean, that can't even be real. Now that hey, I, said I don't it out think loud, it's it crazy. I don't think it's tech. crazy. I mean, I maybe 30, maybe 370 K would, would be my guess. Well, it was for sure. Not 370 K as I said, it wasn't loud, six I wonder, figures. Was it, I just wondered, was it 37,000? But I don't, I'm just going to double check it here before I give you bad Intel, before I start repeating that all over the place. Cause the number is, too crazy to even believe but see i'm looking it wasn't his article i read that somewhere else then i think um but oh no here we go yeah three thousand four hundred in market viewers for saturday coverage 3400 was the number yeah it's rough sunday but sunday 
5,700. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, that's why they just gave the PJ Tour billions of dollars. They wanted it on CBS, NBC. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Niners last uh, practice for a long time. One, two, three, Cabo. Uh, Those although, grueling practices they do during the spring. Uh, holy shit. You could argue the practices themselves are one, two, three, Cabo. Uh, they're going to do a, a team barbecue on Thursday. Uh, but a beautiful day out in Santa Clara. No rain today, John. And um, I got a couple takes for you, but we can just, you know, we can run through. Um, you know, we can run through a bunch of stuff. Jake Moody was good today. Jake Moody hit from 35-40. Everyone's numbers are a little different, but 35-40-57-63-48-44. Kyle, to me, what was the story on that was not that he kicked and made them, but that Kyle kept, like, running them out there. No Zane Gonzalez. Kyle wanted to see uh, some Jake Moody. Um, but, um, but yeah, we can, we can rattle through some things today. I, don't, I was in the car driving back. I don't know if you've seen any quotes or anything, Steve Wilkes, or you've seen any, uh, any news and notes from people that were also out there. I, I was just thinking, and I just Googled what round Shane Leckler was drafted in. Yeah. That, and he was the fifth. So, obviously, Sebastian was a one. He was a five. The 49ers might have the highest drafted punter-kicker combo in the league. Oh, right? yeah. Their punters a fourth and their kickers a third. One, they're just seven, and a lot of teams have a guy, probably don't have. There's some. There's got to be somebody out there without a drafted player at either position, right? Yeah, well, I, Justin Tucker, undrafted free agent. I mean, I, some of these, the better kickers are fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted free agents, right? So, and definitely punters. You know, so, listen, Wisniewski, the eye test, he doesn't necessarily pass all the time, but clearly, pinning does a good job. Uh, they like the guy. Uh, feels like I'd like a little more for a quote-unquote franchise punter, but it works. And uh, I, I, I would say your combination of a seven, three, and a four, which I'm unbothered by, is if they are combined starters for your team for 15-plus years. I mean, Wisnowski is going to be the starting punter. Health, right, is on his side for 10 years. Right. <laughs> M- Moody, at minimum, is getting... Well, you pivot off kickers fat. You start missing kicks, like you just don't survive. So that's yeah. you, if it, you never know. But if it goes well, he should. It's a decade, right? Yeah, you get an extension. Um, I was going to be like, do they have the fifth year option? But he wasn't drafted that early. It's just there's Wisniewski's proven. You know, he's your starting punter. They feel good about him. But you know, there's just it's just once you're in a couple tight games. Kicks matter in the they matter in the NFL whether you're a seven win team or a thirteen win team. Just look at the scores for a lot of teams. Right? Yeah, yep. you are just in tighter games, and sometimes, you know, in college football is just so different when you just close your eyes and you think about some of the games you're watching the scores. But in the NFL, the final score and you and I have talked about this for so many years can be seventeen points. You're like that fucking thing was close, right? Or it's vice versa. It's the opposite where it's like you won by seven, but God, it felt like you were in complete control the whole game. It's just it's a unique sport that way where the where the where the points come at a premium, whether you're playing the Eagles or whether you're playing there's a decent chance the Niners one of the Cardinals games is tied going in the fourth quarter, right? If they're a three win team. Well, I'll give you an example. The biggest point differential last year in the NFL was you know who, who had the you know who had the biggest point differential last year in the league? Positive net or not positive net points, just net points. You're just saying just points, not factoring in how many give up? No, no. I'm saying the difference between offensive okay. and defensive points. I would guess the Eagles. Bills, maybe? Uh, Eagles is a good guess. At 133, 
Um, but that's not number one. The Bills was my guess as well, 169. That's not number one. The Bengals? sorry? Bengals? Uh the Bengals at 96. So they're not they're not number one. You might next guess Kansas City, 127. So we haven't found anyone to top Buffalo's 169 yet. And you want to take another shot? The San Francisco 49ers? The San Francisco 49ers <laughs> had the top differential in the NFL last year. And I could give you the math at 173 divided by 17. That's 10. That means nobody else had an average point differential of 10 points per game. But we all, most of you, most of you, we get a lot of non-Niner fans, but most of you watching or listening to this know that the Niners played in a bunch of games where the field goal kicker mattered, right? They played in close games. So things like I, I, the, the score could be off. Feels like they lost the Denver Broncos 11 to 10. That's what the score in my mind is 11 to 10. And obviously the Bears game to start the season, I think was like 19 to 12 or 19 to 10. So they, I mean, two of their first, how many games they end up losing? Four? They got 13 four, and yeah. three. 13 and four. You can't, go, yeah, 17 games. Oh, yeah, the 17 games. I mean, two of their losses within the first month were a combined, like, less than 10 points, right? And obviously, they had the best defense in the league, clearly one, of, depending on what metric you look at, one of the best defenses throughout the league, which, and then really got skewed when uh, the old seventh round gunslinger came in, right? Because they start scoring a lot more points in his stretch. Like they they made up a lot of ground. I think the last five they started scoring we, touchdowns for sure, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they started averaging. I think we did the math going into the playoffs. It was like thirty one points a game. I mean, it was like 34, 35, 33, 28, 41. I mean, it was the, the, the Jimmy was like, oh, they won again, uh, twenty three to twenty. Yeah, third. So uh, starting with the Miami game, that was a what was that plus. 16, then they beat the Bucks 35 to 7, then they beat the Seahawks by a touchdown, then they beat the Commanders by 17, beat the Raiders by a field goal, but then they blew the Cardinals out by 25. So yeah, you're right. That Dolphin game, remember old Trent Sherfield took the opening uh little slant to the, <laughs> to the crib. <laughs> they were in trouble. And it turned out uh, they weren't in trouble. The, the Dolphins uh wouldn't um, wouldn't really be in that game. So, you know, I mean, yeah, hitting a few Hitting a fifty, hitting a sixty-five yarder, sixty-three yarder, whatever it was, there were some varying reports. With they rotating, play. or they just today it was all goals. him. Today when they, it was like team. Then they'd bring out the goalpost. He kicked like four. Then team, bring out the goalpost, kick one. Team, bring out the goalpost, kick one. So they were trying to like, I think, put him in a little pressurized situations. It wasn't just just the kicker drills. These are while well, everybody was out there, and um, he was killing the ball. You know, I was not out there Tuesday. There was the report, you know, apparently one of the makes yesterday was like a low liner that should have been. These were all just pured, pured. So death taxes, Jake Moody. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you hope there, Har- Harbs. Um, Diablo look, Lenore looks good wearing number two. I don't know if it's just the number change, but um, goes a long way. He looked good. Sam Womack uh, made a made a nice play out there today. Um, we'll get to the quarterbacks, and I want to dive into a couple things. But um, I, I got another young defensive name because I saw him at the podium, and I saw some quotes, I think, from Kyle saying he's night and day. And this was a guy last year whose weight was all over the place. By the end of the season, they scrapped him as Drake Jackson. Yeah. You, you see, you notice I just I can just tell you his body looks very different. And I noticed that last week, like, he just looks – he. I mean, it's funny for me to say this about another – about a professional athlete say like he looked physically a little softer last year, but he just looks 
He looks tighter this year. He's bigger. He just looks like he's in better. I think last year at OTAs even, and definitely in the fall, you and I watched him and just went, okay. The the fact that his, his body wore down as the year went on and he wasn't in good enough condition to finish out the season um, was not surprising based on just seeing him before the year. And uh, I heard him... I, I heard him talk. Maybe it was the podium listening to him talk. Like he was talking about how he's just, I know everybody says this this time of year, but he has taken a whole new approach <clears> to taking care of his body this year. So, well, I, I think the Bills, I mean, Vaughn's back off injury. They signed Leonard Floyd the other day. Like the 49ers hit struck gold with, you know, a couple of their on the margins, an Arden Key trading for what's his name from the Texans who was good. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm There's one other guy that I'm forgetting who's pretty productive for him. I mean, over the last couple of years, but they've just had bodies because they have not had really a second, ex, you know, defensive end edge rusher. They've had guys inside. They they load up again with Hargrave and Eric Armstead missed a bunch of time last year. But you do need to me if Drake Jackson can Ebicam is who I'm thinking of. That if Drake Jackson can be, I'm not even going to jump to say like a legit starter, but just as one of those rotational guys, kind of a combination yeah. maybe of the three of the group of three of them, if he can become like two of them, because he is. I mean, this guy was a legitimate talent. I mean, it was even at the time was a little shocking that he was there right when they got him. I think they. I remember me and you were talking to John Lynch, and I think they yeah. were definitely surprised. Yeah, had some things going weird, right, with his body type, the schemes. Change positions, uh, uh, unstable situation at SC. Yeah, yeah, and, and most guys, and we talked about it when we were describing Drake, get caught up in the shuffle. I remember Adam Peters is like, yeah, you know, Hufunga through all the shit always rose above it. <laughs> it's it's rare in in a shitty Power Five situation, and I would even put USC as a unique Power Five. Like there are probably like ten schools like them throughout the country, like an LSU, a Texas, an Oklahoma, a Florida that like when things get weird, they get really weird, right? Because everyone's already talking about you. You're one of the premier programs in the country. Did you Most say Florida State? I would even probably have them on the next tier. Yeah, you're right. Florida, Texas, you said like that. LSU, I put LSU, like the NEOs wrong when that got weird, yeah. Les Miles. Yeah. I'd say Texas, but they haven't had the NFL talent. Michigan? Nebraska? Nah, I wouldn't put Nebraska. Penn State? Mich- Mm, they've had the same coach now for a while, though. They always want to fire him. True. And extend $15 million a year. Uh, yeah, yeah just, no, that's a good list. I, I'm really interested from kind of a geeky football. Like, if Drake Jackson is just good, we talked about it last year, clearly yeah. wasn't ready. A lot going right. against him. Right. Kyle's high on him yesterday when he talked after practice. Physically, just seeing pictures, he looks good. And just, just look at the team. Like, they, they are... <laughs> I wouldn't say depending on him, but it was it's a bit it could be a big swing guy if he's good for them. Well, two things. One, he also one reason you feel good projecting any D lineman they get is the hit rate they have on maximizing D lineman, right? Like they're just they they do it all the time. It's 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 why the pick to at that spot felt really good was because of the work that Chris Kasarek does. But the other thing is like it feels like gravy sometimes when you draft in the second round and you take a high upside guy if he'd already developed would have been drafted in the top 20 or whatever it is but you you know if your team's good like the Niners are and your players are expensive 
real quickly, it's not gravy. Like you just need cheap, productive players on your roster. And so it kind of, you go from in year one with Drake Jackson feeling like, Hey, it doesn't really matter what he does this year. We just, we're lucky to have gotten a player of this talent. Usually when you draft where we draft, we don't get players like that. And that's all well and good. You don't need them right away because you got all these other guys. But very quickly, you don't have all these other guys because you can only keep one of your two linebackers that were up for, for up for a deal. So you pick Greenlaw and you let Al Shire go. You can't keep Amenahu and you can't keep Ebekayam. And so now you got to go back and go through the cycle. And real quickly, you need them. Like real quickly, it's a huge hit if you hit on them. And if you don't, you better not have to replace them with a free agent because it's just you can't. You can't pay him and Hargrave and Armstead and Bosa is about to get paid. You just because of Bosa's upcoming contract, uh, Drake Jackson is really critical just to be a rotational plus player for them, you know? Yeah, to me, if he is not able to, like, take a step, they will have to do one of their margin trades where they try to get some team that's going through some shit where they give up a fourth or fifth round for a guy that's not working out somewhere else, i.e., yeah, you know, I think what they did with Umenahu and yeah, the Texans, one. you know, Arden Key was a cheap free agent flyer, you know, a hider type. Like they, they will sniff around, but I, I, they just want this guy to just be good. Which is, th- there are a lot of Drake Jacksons all throughout the league, right? And by the middle of next season, there'll be a handful of them. Let's just say twenty five percent that'll be will just be impact players for said team, and a large percentage of them just get washed, right? Just never might even, you know, play, but don't the team would gladly upgrade if they could. And just like, God, this might not be a good pick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It goes from a gravy pick to just a bad pick real quick because you should be getting starters there. Um, Some quarterback stuff from today. Uh, I thought Trey Lance looked like, I thought Trey Lance looked really good today. Darnold was fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think Trey was necessarily better than Sam, but when I just watched Trey, cause I've seen a lot more Trey than I've seen Sam Darnold. I thought he looked crisp. I don't know that he threw a wobbler today. He made some, he missed some throws him and Darnold a couple of times in team drill and in seven on seven. Cause you have so much time to run around had the like classic get sacked. Darnold had one of these get sacked flush out anyway, throw across your body almost get somebody killed in a in a you know in a drill that would bring the NFL PA guy off the sideline if if uh, if there was contact. Um and Trey had that too, just kind of moving out of the pocket and get rid of the ball and you know to no throwing across your body kind of nobody. Uh I think reading the chat some people already saw that he uh he threw a a, a defensive line pick. Kerry Hyder picked him off like right at the line of scrimmage. Sam or Trey? Trey Lance. Um, on a ball that I, as I'm watching, I'm just saying to myself, throw, just throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And he's looking left, looking left, looking left. And just, I couldn't tell. I got screened off for a split second. Cause you know, I'm in the third, I'm in the third line of the defense there, John. And uh, I, if it was tipped, it wasn't tipped up. If it was tipped, it was just tipped right to him. But um, yeah, good pick for Kerry Hyder. Defense went crazy, all that. But this you know, was not hate- like a dump to a running back. It was this not was a, a dump. Throw. And though, yeah, but those, it was That's just an incredible play by the defensive lineman. Yeah, those picks don't really bother me all that much. Um, but well, how many? I mean, how many of there are those throughout the NFL throughout the season? Not many. five. 
Yeah, not many. <laughs> Somebody had one last year that was bad. Who was it? Do you remember that? Was it Carr? I mean, t- uh, <laughs> wouldn't put it past him. T- it feels like TJ. Uh, Lamar, maybe? TJ Watt had one. Oh, okay. Could have been Deshaun. I'm pretty sure it was TJ Watt. I remember. Did, was, did he return it for a touchdown? Maybe? Potentially, yes. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I, uh, one thing I've gotten the, over. Do you notice the new formed release? Yeah. I think it's it looks noticeable. tighter. It looks tighter. Yeah, it looks tighter. I thought actually watching it live yesterday or last week that it looked quicker than Darnold's release. But then I saw David Lombardi put it like a side-by-side from behind of the two of them, and maybe it wasn't quicker, but it's tight. I mean, it is – Darnold's release isn't tighter than than Trey's, that's for sure. Um, you know the video that went viral last week? There was one where he overthrew – it looks like a – you know, like me standing there. Yeah, he's the, doing uh, that. 40. You mean the one where he's doing like the foot drill? Or I, I heard I saw Dan Orlovsky tell McAfee that that's like a Shanahan drill that they believe that like because in football, right, your feet are not always going to be set. It may actually make sense. It's like a way to like if you went to a golf range and worked on hitting shots behind trees, like that's you're going to end up behind trees. Like you're going to end up in a weird spot. Right. That it's a drill that I, I mean a lot of times. Right when you're at practice and they go to that drill, people don't walk over to the quarterbacks. You just can kind of see them, like if you're at 49er practice, overdoing their own thing, but other cooler shits going on. And then you watch, you're like, God, this, I totally understand it. I actually don't think it's that crazy. Like, it's just, you're going to have, what's your completion percentage when fucking people are falling all over you? It's not, if you're a 62% passer, it's, if you're hitting that, 35% 35% of the time, as long as you don't get it picked. When he he airmailed them, and that to me is where you get like picked by the safety. Right. But how many times has Jimmy skipped that ball? 90% yeah. of the time? <laughs> totally. Now, yeah. is I mean, Jimmy the bar? I mean, obviously, they want to upgrade. And that's where I would say that like why Mahomes and Josh Allen are viewed as like two of the great talents ever because they feels like they hit that pass with their eyes closed easily in stride, especially Josh. It's a strong. It's a strong arm. You know, in theory, Trey should be more powerful in that position because he's just stronger, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I just pulled up PFF. Uh, let's see, fifty clean, clean dropbacks. Highest completion percentage under pressure last year was Geno at fifty six point seven percent. Okay, of uh, in the NFL. Only seven full-time star, uh, eight full-time starters were fifty percent or better under pressure. Under pressure, uh, Mahomes was forty-eight percent completion percentage under pressure. Burrow was fifty-three-eight. You know, and we're not even—I'm not even going deeper into like how far they're throwing the football. But you're just, yeah. I mean, it, who's the worst? Uh, well, I've got this filtered to 50% of minimum number of dropbacks, so it's only 19 quarterbacks. Golf was 41.9. Which makes sense, right? Not a great athlete, not a great arm. Makes sense, but you know, second to worst was Fields. Great athlete, great not, arm. Not an accurate player, though. Uh, Mac where, Jones? Where was Cousins on the list? Because he's not a great... Fifth. His arm's gotten better. 53%. Fifth highest? Yeah. So he's he's gotten a lot better with the blitz. So this Pressure. this this brings me to why I part of the reason I say I'm just if Darnold's going to do it I'm not seeing it right now 
And when I say do it, I mean be clearly better than Trey Lance or be without question the Niners' number two quarterback. Now, if you told me they viewed them equally, but they could trade Trey for a third, okay, you know, fine. Like, I get it. Like, all ties in that situation. And maybe they like him more. And maybe he's smarter in the meeting room. I don't know. But I don't th- – here's the thing with, with Darnold. I don't know that he really sees it any better than Trey sees it. Sam, and I, I, I thought this today, watching 7-on-7, seven seven, he could really hold on to the ball. But it's 7-on-7. Seven seven, who cares? But let's go to the numbers. The, the seventh slowest quarterback to throw last year in the NFL was Sam Darnold. I don't have this minimized for minimum dropbacks. This is everybody. Malik Willis, time to throw, three and a half seconds. Bryce Perkins, 3.4. Justin Fields, 3.45. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 3.31. Tyrod Taylor, 3.29. Sam Darnold, 3.16. Trey Lance, 3.15. Those were the slowest to throw quarterbacks last year in the NFL. Like, to me, if Sam Darnold is going to sweep Kyle Shanahan off his feet, doesn't he have to get rid of the ball and make quick decisions? The runaround, let's make a play, I, I don't. I just don't think that's the recipe to beat out Trey Lance if you're Sam Darnold. But it might just be the type of player he is, which might also mean that he's what? Well, those types of players generally are quote-unquote gamers. So maybe these guys have to play games for us to really be able to see the differences. I'm not saying Sam can't beat out Trey. I'm not saying that. But I am saying I have yet to see the guy that is definitely better for the 49ers than Trey Lance. I just I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, I you are seeing in practice a guy who's been on the team now for a month, you know, making $3 million. So I, I think, I, and listen, I've, I've been part of the hype train, but I think the expectation of coming in like, the way maybe people think I've talked about him or whoever I've talked about him. I mean, Mayoko says he's a great story. Like, you're going to walk in and see Peyton Manning dominating the practice field. Like, he is new to the squad. And ultimately, like, as we saw, like, what is practice? Like, I honestly am kind of a big believer in, like, I don't even know what practice means in the NFL. Now, with quarterbacks, you definitely could see, like, the ball, how you spin it and stuff. But there's a, wouldn't you say there's a pretty dramatic difference? of just what they're doing now and what they'll be doing like when the pads come on, like this, the first week of practice, like yeah. real practice, you For know, sure. playing defenses. Like, so I, I'm not defending anybody here. I, I just think it is, it can be difficult to make uh, conclusions negatively, positive that Trey, you know, the, I, I would say this about Trey, and here's where he deserves credit, is a throwing motion. Anytime you make something that's a muscle memory driven thing and you can change it and stick with it. And I get he's still in shorts and t-shirts. It's not, but clearly like that's pretty impressive. Remember how Tim Tebow tried to do it and he just couldn't do it. And he just resorted back. Now he had the worst ever, but I think a lot of guys with shorter releases, it's not like the majority of them are like, let's just keep it long. Like everyone tries to ideally everyone would be like Dan Marino or Jimmy Garoppolo, like the quick flip, right? But you just, you can't do it. Like, if everyone's golf swing could be Rory McIlroy, we'd all do it. If everyone's, you know, how many guys, how many hitters can't hit a certain pitch and part of it's like a swing, like the plane of their swing? It's just, mm-hmm. that gets back to probably when they were in high school, right? It just, it's just how you do it. So I, I give him a ton of credit. The dude he worked with, with Mahomes, working that out and clearly sticking. Because I would have guessed, like, 
okay, can he just do this week in, week out? And clearly has, right? That's a huge win. I think so. I for, would, his own, for his own self as his career, like, yeah. it's a big positive. But don't you think we still have to see it in games or no, see it sure. like with I, live bullets to really? It, 100%. I'm just saying it's like pretty impressive because your natural reaction, just the live bullet, just when you're going back and you got, it's still somewhat football-y, right? Yeah, yeah. You know you're not going to get hit or whatever. Yeah. But even in training camp. But yeah, for sure. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I mean, I think he is, I would say Trey Lance is going to be one of the most scrutinized players in August in football, in, the, in, his, in his live game reps against other teams that every human in America can watch on television. Yep, yep. And good he already and has. bad, yeah, he already has been, but those clips, good and bad, are going to go very, for the internet people, very, very viral, right? We're all internet people, I think, uh, at this <laughs> yeah. point. Um, but you know what I mean? Like if I he do. has something sweet, it'll go very viral. And if he has something bad, everyone, it's going to dictate all, all of our takes on him that we've already, you know, I, I would say I, I, people think I'm not, I'm pretty fluid on him though. Yeah. I'm, I'm not bullish on him, but like 
if he starts dominating the preseason, I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck, just go with Sam Darnold anyway. I don't care no. that much. Like, play whoever's the better player. Yeah, I know. I, and and you've been consistent with that the whole time. I have, too. I, I Sometimes it gets mis, misconstrued or misunderstood, I think. But um, but here's a good counter that I want to that I want to counter. Third string all pro says, well, the other way to look at it is that Trey isn't getting any separation on Darnold. And, you know, based on what you just said, John, he's been here two months. Trey's been here two years. Trey should be significantly ahead of Darnold. What I would say to that, though, is so much of the Darnold story is that he's only 25 years old and has all of this untapped potential that is yet to be realized. And I'm saying maybe there isn't that much untapped potential. Maybe there is more questions with Trey than there are with Sam. And that is also potential, right? Like, ideally, there'd be all these questions with Darnold because you see all this upside. I don't, from a physical, forget about knowing the offense, from a physicality standpoint, Again, this is, you know, you can't get hit. So it's, it's, we got to see these in games, but I don't see a Sam Donald that's much more accurate than Trey Lance or throws a much better ball than Trey Lance or makes throws that Trey Lance can't make or throws the ball deeper, better. Who, who, my, my question oh. is one major question surrounding Trey's short career has been the touch is just not something that he feels great about, right? Yeah. Like a wheel router, like the Purdy had pretty naturally immediately, right? Which, right. obviously, to be a productive player with his stature was going to be a positive. Like, if he didn't have it, you have no chance, right? Jake Hayner, like, he can just throw a wheel route pretty easily. And when you watch the two of them, do you feel like there's a, any difference in the two? Like, just throwing a wheel route to Isaiah, you know, uh, first. I said Isaiah Mitchell, but oh, uh, Isaiah Isaiah first. <laughs> uh, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know, did McCaffrey practice a lot today? To McCaffrey practice. <laughs> of course he practiced. Are you kidding me? Dutree's fucking practices like the Super Bowl. Uh, him and Iuke, man. Yeah. No, you're right. That's real. But but I and also Kyle think Shanahan might value that, right? Historically, that's the criticism. Kyle would rather a guy that can just do the check down that he told him to over go create a play. In this setting, right? In an in an NFL. In college it's probably a little different, but in the NFL. I would say the two positions that can really just kind of separate themselves, just eye test wise, would obviously be a wide receiver, right? Run around, you just really feel his speed moving around. It's like you go to one of these practices throughout the country. If you got an Ayuk, if you got a Devontae Adams, I see uh, Elijah uh, Elijah Moore, like one of the part of the trade. I think for uh, the Bears, the Jets got no, the Jets got rid of him. Right to take in Lazard or whatever. Oh, Just oh, drafted right, him right. a couple years ago. Now he's now on the Browns. I guess he's been killing it these OTAs. Like you can really dominate if you're a good route runner in OTA. I mean, you can dominate in football, but I just saying OTAs really stand out. I'd even say a DB like moving around. You can really kind of feel them. Do not uh, Lenore. You know, Lenore looks good. Yeah. So I, I would put quarterback. I'm not putting them with like D line or O line where there's really not much you can take, but it's. It's hard because, like you said, like was a sack. Is this a real play? Because sometimes you throw a pick. Let's say, right when the play would have died two and a half seconds ago, but you scramble around, and I wonder you just throw the coaching the points in the meeting is like, hey, we want to get the live reps, keep the the DBs and the wide receivers are going to keep playing. Right. If they tap you, you're allowed to keep it going, right? Because right. they don't just blow the whistle and stop the play. Right. It'd be right. that'd be no point for the like. It, it's really. These drills are very, very suited for the passing game. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, <laughs> with the 
in terms of the wide receivers and the DBs, less around the quarterback because it's not real. Unless it's like two or three steps getting rid of the ball. But what's that? Half the time? I'm not defending or crushing anyone on this. Well, I'm just kind of talking through it. No, and I, I think the other thing worth talking through, and I, I didn't think of it until I saw it today, was like when we see some of these numbers, completion percentage numbers, um, from practice, like Trey Lance threw a ball today that was an incomplete pass that I thought was a really good ball. He threw a ball kind of moving to his left. He threw it to his left just outside the hashes or like at the hashes. Um, and it was one of those throws that he kind of, you know, he layers it over the tight end, over the linebacker, but it's on a line. It's not a floater. He was trying to get to McCaffrey in traffic and the pass got broken up. But first of all, it was a good throw to get that throw to McCaffrey. Now it wasn't Fred Warner out there, but it was a good throw just to get it over. I don't know whoever it was. Uh... What's the best job in the NFL? Once you become a max player Maybe for Kyle at any position and, and your name's not Christian McCaffrey, you're allowed to do whatever you want basically for six months a year. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's a good deal. Um, but it was a good throw to get it over the linebacker. And then it was just a 50-50 ball for McCaffrey, basically. Like right there, DB made a good play. Probably a pass interference. McCaffrey thought it was. I turned to Barrows and I was like, was that pass interference? I think it was pass interference. Just to confirm it. I didn't want to say it here on this platform, John. Without having some, he said, "Yeah, I think it was a pass." So it was a good throw. It was probably a pass interference, and it was McCaffrey in traffic. Um, I'll tell you one guy. If, if you were if you were Matt, if you ran Madden and you just went to practice, what would you what would you give McCaffrey's like overall rating? Just based on practice, you're saying? If like Mahomes a hundred, you know, yeah. I'm just saying, just watching him lie. Like you already know how good he is. Then you see him at practice. Like what? What? What does he feel like properly should be his rating? Is he like ninety six or is he like ninety two? You know? No, no, ninety six. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say ninety eight. I mean, he just he looks like the total package when you watch him move. He does everything. Yeah, he also he's... practices harder than anybody else. So you know, he moves at a his speed is like really pops on a practice field because he he's just a muscle. He's just a fucking rocket muscle um yeah anyone not named like fred warner has no chance to defend him huh? like in space i it just he just looks different than most people you know yeah part of it's his body type you know at his height that strong and that fast um but well, it's weird for a guy that's jacked up he is pretty fluid you know yeah it's, like it's he's, just he's <laughs> i did not it's crazy to say this i don't think i appreciated christian mccaffrey enough well, he had disappeared for a couple of years after his like pretty. I don't know if it was. Yeah, I think it was near historic because he was one of it the was first thousand thousand guys, right? Yeah, it was. It was historic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Trey made you know. Oh, what I was going to say though is like your point about receivers can really stand out. You know, it's hard with Darnold because I never saw Sam practice before to know if maybe this is how he's always looks. Maybe he looked this way at SC. Um, if I had never watched, if I didn't know anything about the Niners and I came out to a Niners practice, I'd be like, God, this. I would not trust Juwan Jennings on third and seven because he's going to drop it. But I've been to Niners practice for three straight years. I know that's what happens in Niners practice. In fact, he had a drop today, and then Darnold went back to him on the next play. He made a sweet catch over the middle. Jennings is Jennings is a guy, if you only went to practice, you would correctly identify as a, a useful player because he just the radius is so big. That's one thing that stands out in a practice 
is the sneaky radio. small receiving room. Right, he's way bigger than everybody else. That's true. That is very true. He does look bigger than everybody else, including some of the tight ends. Um, Had some Nelson Aguilar moments in practice over his career, but fuck, come through when it matters. It's, it's pra- we're talking about practice. Darnold made a nice throw to Ayuk in the scramble on 11-on-11. Nice throw to Jennings. Sideline to Danny Gray. You know. he jump out at all? No. Um, <laughs> now, I saw Grant said that yesterday he jumped out, and I know he caught a deep ball from everyone reported that he caught a deep ball from Trey on Tuesday. Um, my – I. The thing with Danny Gray is he just doesn't have enough targets to really get a sense for what he is. Now, I've got a we, we, you and I, I think we have a good impression of him because he plays special teams, not as a returner. And so, like, we've agreed, I think, tell me if you want to add to it, but that there is a certain level of like reliability and competitiveness that you get out of Danny Gray. The thing I wrote down today was, there was like a 50-50 ball over the middle that he was well covered. Brandon Allen threw it, so who knows? It, you know, his arm's not great. Um, Haberman that, thought he was Josh Allen Jr. <laughs> well, he's a legitimate backup that Danny Gray didn't catch. And the note I made was, I don't know yet if Danny Gray catches 50-50 balls. It doesn't feel like it to me right now that Danny Gray catches 50-50 balls. Like Brandon Ayuk, I know, catches 50-50 balls. You know, Debo Samuel catches 50-50 balls. But they're also two of the best receivers in the NFL. So, Juwan catches 50-50 balls. Kittle, yeah. I mean, yeah, these guys. You just said, hey, he doesn't get targets. How, you know, how does he get targets? 100%. No, because Ayuk is always going to be within 15, 20 yards of the line of scrimmage, open run routes. Jennings, enormous body type. If Debo's on the field, he's easy to get the ball to. You know, one thing Danny Gray is going to have to do is like they're going to call some deep shots for him, and he gets a shot. Like he better fucking come down with the ball. Well, exactly. And I don't like he's if he's open by five yards, or, or better hit him. Niners haven't had a deep throwing quarterback accurate in a long time. So are you going to hit him? Um, yeah. Drunk Miller ain't field, walking through that kinda, door. When he comes onto the field, everyone goes, "Oh, Danny Gray's on the field, right?" He does not. How, how what percentage of snaps does he play on offense? Not a ton. So you got yeah. a good idea what's happening when he comes out there. So I don't know. That's a big question. That's my question with him. Um, and we just but he ain't good enough that, and he is not even close to even entering the thought of like maybe this could be our next Ayuk, right? If we can't well, pay him both. Yeah, well, and you're not. The other thing is he's not going to dominate a practice in a way that you go. Well, we got to get him on. Let's get him some more reps because Ray Ray's got to make more plays than him. Ray Ray looks. Ray Ray can make some plays effectively to me, like effectively faster, just because he's open over the middle, snatches it, and takes off running. Um, you come around on Ray Ray? I have come around on Ray Ray. Yeah, Ray Ray. Ray For some Ray, reason, Ray Ray throughout the season just felt like your classic, like, oh, this guy just signed a one-year contract guy. And then yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, like, no, actually, multi-year contract, he's still on the squad. Because <laughs> you yeah. would, the Niners, right, if he was just a one-year contract, he'd be one of those, like, he, he might be able to get, like, 500K more than you have in your budget. But you, they would definitely have wanted him back by the end of the season on the team again, right? Yep, like he was totally. that and level. probably wouldn't have been able to afford him. Yeah, it feels like he would have got, even if it wasn't dramatic, like a million more than the Niners' budget, because the Niners just are on a budget, right? Yeah, and they would have been like, well, I guess we'll try Danny. I mean, yeah, we'll give Danny a shot there, or whatever, or Willie Sneed. We'll get this those is snaps. what I think makes the Niners. This is just why they're in the crew of the top three or four teams. We're talking about all these guys. Th- these guys are on the outside, right? They are driven by 
10 to 12 core star players that if eight of them are rolling, their impacts are so high that when you get, oh, Danny Gray's playing well, oh, Womack had a pick, oh, you know, this rookie made a play, that you win by 20 points. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> every single week I know, well, if McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Trent, Fred, and Ward are all playing in this game. Hargrave's healthy. Bosa's kind of got a rolled ankle, so he's a little down. Well, it doesn't matter, right? If I get a cut, oh, Drake Jackson had a set. You know, it's like, oh, Drake Jackson had some pressure this game? Fuck. It's on. That, that, that's and where... And Bosa play anyway. Th- this is where, to me, like, what separates why they're in the upper echelon, it really separates the top teams. Like, we, uh, the Houston Texans or a lot of the Raiders are very dependent on these type guys to be like three or four of them got to become like high end starters. Yeah. And the Niners are just not, if Danny Gray gives them good special teams reps and two touchdowns, one of those touchdowns probably be like in a wrap, right? Like, ah, oh, that was a nail in the coffin to the yeah, yeah, Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, but I, this is like, and this is a huge part to me of the off season, like for them is like the growth of all the guys we're kind of talking about. Because, I mean, Bosa, Trent, I mean, these guys are Hargrave. <laughs> this guy's plug and play. Like, there's no, they're just sustaining and maintaining and being ready to roll. It is a big, big time for can Danny take a step? Because, like, how, if you can't, you're not going to be able to field. Well, but at some point, we're making, uh, you know, what, what, what ha- is IU, RIU and Debo Samuel on this team together next year or in two years? You know, I, IU has a chance to, IU's a season away from being a very, very expensive player. Like extraordinarily expensive, right? Like like twenty two million mi- yeah. minimum. I mean, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> um, I I was talking to our buddy Jeff Schwartz today on my drive because I, I just called him like, "It's Sam Darnold." Am I missing like? Uh, the, we started talking, and he's like, "You know, I don't think I've ever seen a team like the 49ers. I just a team like this has never existed. A Super Bowl champ, a Super Bowl contender that just has." He goes, they might have the best left tackle, the best tight end, the best fullback, one of the best receivers, the best pass rusher, the best linebacker. He's like, but they can't figure out a quarterback. He's like, no team like this has ever existed. It's crazy. I was like, well, I yeah, and, and Kyle, like say what you want about Kyle. He's one of the best coaches in the league, right? Like you would just, we could debate it, but you would take them in the top Well, they're kind of built like the 85 Bears, but their head coach is not some like, I mean, Ditka was their coach, but really he was wired like an old school guy. It'd be like if the 85 Bears had like a Walsh or Sean Payton, right? Because it's an, they, they play like old school football, but they're led by an offensive guy who's also the play caller. It's just, it's it's an all-time outlier situation because it's impossible to consistently contend where it's like, what's your quarterback situation? Yeah, we think Mr. Irrelevant is going to be healthy, but if he's not, we have this number three overall pick. He's got four career starts. No one knows if he's accurate or not. We also got this former third overall pick, for major bust, but he's young. If I told you right now the Bills or the Chiefs, like, something's up with Josh Allen's elbow. Wait, this is not good. Or Mahomes, like, degenerate knee. Spell. We don't know if he's going to be healthy. You're like, they are fucked. They're done. <laughs> They're done. If I told you, I mean, this year, like, you know, Dak, something's up. No one knows. Look at last year with Stafford. It was just something's off. They were... They, they would have had some troubles no matter what. They would not. If Stafford just fully healthy, they are not, you know, a five-win team. They win yeah. six or seven. Right. But it's just derailed. The Niners are like, yeah, I don't know who the quarterback is. It, it doesn't feel like it matters that much. 
Unless the quarterback is a disaster, right? Yes. And we've seen that before with the, I would say, when Jimmy got hurt the first time around with the Mullins situation and C.J. Beathard. And it's like, that was a bar, like, you can't be at that bar, or I don't care. This team, like, last year was playing at a higher level, so maybe they could have been competitive, but eventually, like, your defense gives out. You know, it's like, I can't. This well, you can't even make the basic. Like, the one thing with Jimmy and I was I was having this conversation with with Schwartz today about he's like well Mac Jones is better than we were just going back and forth I'm like well I we'll I mean maybe Mac's gonna have, you know Mac gets an offensive coordinator like a real one this year Bill O'Brien but I don't think Mac has shown that his ceiling is higher than Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling like Jimmy multiple times for all you know we talk about a lot of Jimmy's missed throws but Jimmy had some really good games and made some great throws in his career like some critical crunch time throws he did it a lot. So it's why Jimmy was just one of the great play. We were lucky to live the Jimmy Garoppolo era because it was just you can't put it in a box. As bad as it was, it was at times that good. I mean, it was just one of the it was just a wild thing to witness. Um, and Mac to me has not shown consistently he's got that ceiling. I I think the Niners, to your point, like I do think if they had to play if Trey Lance was their quarterback for 17 games, you are not it's it's a much better situation than like all the stuff you just referenced, the Mullins, the whatever, because their talent's good. I think you could, I mean, you'd have to run them and keep them healthy. I think Trey could keep you afloat through that. I don't know that Sam could, maybe he could. We, we think Brock could, but I think it's fair to be a little fearful of some level of regression for a guy that had 13 touchdowns and four picks last year. So I, it may look like that no matter who their quarterback is again, which is fun. That's what they're built for. The question is, can they ever take the jump? Well, they don't have to be like that forever. And, you know, can you win a Super Bowl like that? But uh, Walter Payton, 1,500 uh, rushing yards at 85 and 49 catches. 49 catches, 1,500 rushing yards. Jim McMahon, 1985 quarterback, and it was a different world, John. 15 touchdowns, 11 picks, 56.9% completion percentage. <laughs> different times, man. Different times. I, I, I think... Do you know what's crazy is Walter Payton's career was like toward the end. Like his, I think his, I just typed in his wiki last year in the league was 87. You know, like the peak of his powers was like late seventies winning MVPs. God, he played he a was long still time. So good. Yeah. Well, I mean, he started Jack Jackson state 1971. Can you imagine the pounding in the NFL? Like a 75 to 87 year career as a starting running back and one of the best players in the league, like the pounding you take. How about this? He won the MVP at 24. He finished second for the MVP in 85 and sixth for the MVP in 86. Ten years later. How many running backs have done that? Like been top five MVPs ten years apart, basically. Can't be many. Just to me, the load. I got to tell you, this Peyton guy. (laughs) I'm no historian, John. I think he was a good player. Just a lot of 330, 340, 360, 340, 314, 380. I mean, they ran this fucking guy into the ground. And there can't be many – no wonder a lot of people think he's one of the truly great any position players, like top 10 of all time. It's like he truly – how many wide – how many running backs were catching 50 – how many wide receivers in like 1980 were catching 45 balls? Eric Dickerson, right? He was a kind of a pass catcher. But I'm saying wide receiver – like what oh, was a wide receiver going nuts 68, 75? You know, well, they Jerry- weren't catching 110. 
Should I use Jerry Rice as the example or no? Yeah, but I'm talking I'm talking 1980, so four or five years before Rice even shows up. This would have been like Lynn Swan, you know, guys like that. Wasn't he a passing league? Yeah. Here, can I give you some Jerry Rice touchdown totals? Well, yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> 15, 22, 9, 17, 13, 14, 10, 15, 13, 15. <laughs> he was... Uh... He was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. If you're Joe Morris, Giants running back, 1986, you can always have this. That year you finished ahead of Elway, Montana, Peyton, and Rice in the MVP voting. Don't know a lot about Joe Morris, but he finished fourth in the MVP voting that year. Well, here, here's – after the first two guys in – I just typed in uh, receiving leaders, 1980. Once you get past four, Charlie Joyner, 71, yeah. 71 Chargers? Catches. Chargers, yeah. James Lofton, 71 catches. Raiders? Uh, I think, yeah, Raiders. Kellen Winslow, Chargers? 89. Or Brown. Char- Char- oh, Chargers, had, Chargers had a fucking passing game. Dan I mean, Fouts. Yeah, 89, 71. They, they were slinging that thing around. So it just shows you. I mean, Walter Payton, I guess he would have been down the list a little bit, but... Who was who was number one? Did you get the number one? Winslow. Oh, okay. 89, 12, 99. See, I understand Kellen Winslow's like, do you understand in 1980 when they literally could fucking take a bat to your knee over the middle? I was 90, 1,310 touchdowns. Can you imagine? Wearing wearing a, a, a pasta, a fucking pasta <laughs> grater or whatever for a helmet. You saw what my sperm produced. Crazy guy, but a top <laughs> 10 pick. You know, but I'm just saying my yeah. my genetics. Right. If you gave me what all these guys have and put me in the league in 2021, what do you think I would do? And I'd be like, yeah, you. I will not argue. Like, well, you would yeah. The the part that would really be killer is like if those guys showed up with the 85 mentality. Like, you don't just take their talent and just because if if they came up in today's NFL and college and you know that system, they would be like these guys. But if you took one of those guys who practiced like that. And who oh. did you know cocaine at those levels uh, and steroids? I mean, it was just—it'd be like that video game NFL Blitz, where they used to—they like played in the streets. Did you see that? Uh, there's a guy who has a college football players union. I don't know who, what the members are, but he's trying to. Kellen told- Winslow in the early before Jerry Rice showed up was leading the league in, pa- in catches every single year. He played. He was a true receiver, not a tight end. I I thought he was more of a tight end, but I. I I it's, you know I have to break down like was he lining up in the slot was he did he have his hand in the dirt? Kellen Winslow one. I don't want Kellen Winslow two. I want Kellen Winslow one. I assume tight end. How do I get Kellen Winslow one? You know, sneaky, pretty productive early Montana years was Dwight. Who? Dwight. Oh, Clark. Dwight Clark. I have to type just, in Kellen Winslow one. I do. Just slow and steady. Uh. He was. I, I think he's considered a tight end. Yeah, six five two fifty. Speaking, uh, you know, one note I didn't give you today, as everyone was waiting. The way it works is you wait, and they take you to the fence line, the media, and then they walk you up to the practice field. And the players usually are are already out there. Uh, Debo was not already out there. Everyone's back was turned. I think I was the only one that saw. I look speeding through the parking lot in uniform, wearing his cleats. On an electric scooter, here comes Debo. 
a little like uh, you remember those uh, those things, the lime scooters. Those things used to be everywhere. Debo yeah. came up in a. I don't know if they have some team electric scooters to get around because it's a long walk. In his cleats, that's the part that kind of spooked me. Gets up to the other, like the player's gate, and tosses the bike and comes in. But uh, it's good to see him feeling good. <laughs> He's on his own plan. He had a nice little. Uh, I, I'm, I'm watching 11 on 11. Same deal. I look up. I'm like, oh, there's Debo on the other field by himself, catching passes from somebody. A nice little one handed deep ball catch. You watch his uh, press conference from, from Tuesday? Uh, I saw the. The main quote, which was, I came in fat and, you know, alluded to the contract, threw him off. I, you know, I think that's a little convenient. I, I think it's safe to say you just, what are you doing on the contract? Someone else in the goose. It's not like you're on the phone all the time. Like you just didn't work out that much over the summer. Just in case you're not going to hold out the whole season because you're going to hold out the whole year. What, and he what? obviously didn't do anything leading up to this time. This exact time last year, he was doing nothing clearly. Right. Showed up. Remember he was on the side. Right. If I remember, did he show the tr- was training camp? Was he signed by training camp, or were there a couple days where he wasn't signed? Um, I thought I there think, were a couple days where he was not signed, but he was there. I think that was the case. So I wouldn't say I give him a pass because that'd be two out of the last three years he showed up fat. <laughs> and you mentioned this before we hopped on. His body type is he he's an outlier player. He just. He's an outlier player for the way the 49ers have built this thing. Think When you think about the type guys they have, they have like the exact type guy you're looking for. Like if they would let Nick Bosa practice, he would. But they just can't. Like he's been injured before. He's in pristine shape. Christian McCaffrey ready to roll. George, no one's ever been like, oh, George's out of shape, right? Ayuk practices his ass off. Hufunga comes in, immediately meshes, and like, God, he's just one of their guys. Ward... The only reason you worry is like his hammy last year. Remember, was like he's a good practice player. Like all their guys, Warner practice is hard. I'm not a huge McGlinchy guy, but you never had to worry about him anything, except when the game started and you're right side of your offensive line, you had to help protect over there. You know, Devos is not a big time practice player. He's just not, and he's not really a great route runner. If I just describe that to you, you'd be like, "Wait, this is one of the best players in the league." I'm like, well, yeah, he can be. But when you compare him to his peers, like the other guys, like his other two guys that were in his draft class and both got signed, they play the position like the position's quote-unquote supposed to be played, like they're outside wide receivers. And if I told you next year A.J. Brown has 15 touchdowns and D.K. Metcalf has 13, like it's very believable, just on the outside, right? If I tell you Debo has 13 touchdowns, well, how many of those were handed off behind the line of scrimmage? Yeah, it's an incredible number if he had 13 touchdowns. Okay, let's just say nine. Yeah, three. Not all of them would be catching. Right. It's just, and I would say, are three of those a pass behind the line of scrimmage? Because even the year that he went nuts to carry the 49ers to the playoffs, I remember vividly two quick screens he takes to the house. It might have been, if you factor in the playoffs too, like several. So he's just... He's just an outlier body. He's an outlier player, but he is proven. Like I'm a big believer. Like, what do you do on Sundays? He's not like it's not like he's a malcontent. You know, it's not like he's just a big pain in your ass. But I, I just don't know if the, the Niners will ever quite have a, like him again. He's just not who they look for typically. He's just he's really not like anyone of all the good teams. Like he he's just not like anybody else. Because even Tyreek. 
I think people would say, well, he kind of got big-headed when the Chiefs got rid of him. Then you look, he had 119 catches last year and 1,700 yards. Like, he's in a dominant, dominant yeah. receiver. And, and makes hard catches over the middle. Tua hangs him out to dry. He goes and gets the ball. He's fucking incredible. Like, I don't even see how you'd argue, like, Listen, if Randy Moss is the fastest, sweet outside wide receiver ever, T.O.'s the most physical, Jerry's the overall best, would Tyreek be the most, like, I just don't know if we're going to quite see anything quite like that again? Because he's like Debo, but he can run like Randy Moss, but he can, like, play over the middle, he can catch the deep right. balls. He's unguardable. He's a complete receiver. Yeah, Debo's not. Um, I, I thought it was a little, not weird, because it, it made sense because he wasn't there the first day last week and he was just always kind of, and then he showed up. So he was always just kind of a day behind. So what everybody else was doing, he was always going to kind of be a day behind it. But I thought it was interesting. I, I made note of the fact that today, Wednesday, the day after we did the press conference and said, like, I was not in good shape last year. I did not have a good off season. I did not have a good season. You know, he's, on the side, working out, doing something else while Ayuk and McCaffrey are practicing. Now, Fred Warner is not out there during team drills. Kittle caught a bunch of balls, but during team drills, he's basically not involved at 11 on 11. Um, but I, I, I wonder if it bothers them a little that this is the year where he's like all in, all in, and they talk about it, and he's going to show up and practice, but he's not going to show up at the same exact time everybody else starts practicing on the field and that he's not doing the things all the time that the other guys are doing because he's off on the side for whatever reason, conditioning, injury prevention. If it's injury prevention, I'm all for that. He he did not have to be there last week. Did not. Because if I if I was him... Know, neither I'd did Brandon Ayuk or Christian McCaffrey. I know, but he'd go, well, you know, he views himself like as, as Bosa and Trent and those guys aren't there last week. Well, but, but who's... You know, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is the leader of the wide receivers. He took that mantle while Debo was gone. Yeah, I mean, no one's calling me team captain. I'm just a $60 million player. Well, that's the other thing. He was not even a team captain. <laughs> well, no, but he's not a team captain, right? But I'm paying him $20 million. But they are – it would be a problem if this was the Houston Texans or even the Jags or a team that, like, they just don't need that out of him. Like, Hufunga's a better leader. Yeah, but what if uh, Brandon Ayuk is going to command $25 million and is just on well, another team? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it next year. We'll see how the season goes. Uh, here's where I give them credit's the wrong word, but I, I do appreciate when someone can just – you might argue, well, that's an easy thing to say, right? It's, it's easy to say that June 6th, right? I was fat last year because you're not saying it in the moment. You're not saying, yeah, I'm out of shape. I, I've let the team down. You're saying it's six months removed. after like So it's it's kind of easy. It's not like – did you see last week that went viral when Billy Horschel, the defending champ, shot 84 and was like crying? It was like, this, I don't know where the ball's going. It sucks. People are like, God, I can't even believe Billy talked, let alone just like, he's like, I'm aiming left. The ball's not coming back right. And he's like in tears. He's, he's like, I'm the defending you should, champion. You should watch those the video I watched from Butch Harmon yesterday about what to do if you get the shanks. <laughs> so people were just really impressed. It's like, well, that in the moment, it's going yeah, on. Yeah, just like yeah. anytime a guy goes... It's it's always easy to be like I I was wrong. It was on. It's always easy to say it's on me. What do yeah. you mean it's on me, right? And yeah. so yeah, I I don't give him that much credit for because no one cares, right? It it doesn't. It's kind of irrelevant. You could have been. It just doesn't matter. I do think like coming into in two months is where he's going to be judged. Like, is he ready to roll? Because that's you know he. Well, if he's walk. not, then everything he said yesterday is uh, you know hollow. Exactly. I, I do think there's a lot of pressure on him 
to come into the season like ready. Like if you tell me, you know, Trent needs a couple weeks, he's 35 years old, right? He's, Debo's 20, in the prime of his life. Because Bosa's on his own plan, but he backs it up. Yeah, he's earned that. The Niners do have guys on their own plan. So, you know, this is pro sports. They, they do. It's why this is, I. you cross a line fast as like Saban wouldn't allow. Well, this isn't college, right? And, but it also gets back to, I would say 99% of their guys are just ready to roll guys. You don't have, like, am I worried, like, what's Fred Warner doing this summer? I don't know, getting ready for the season? Like, what's Debo doing this summer? Well, historically, you didn't know. This year, he kept posting these working out with all the Kyle, have you guys. seen my videos? <laughs> I, I also just don't, like, McCaffrey is ideally what you want, right? Hardest practicer, elite player, total package. Like, you got it. you'd have to drag out. I'd say Kittle for the majority. I, I think they are very hesitant. He's just you know, they limited his reps, right? George has no problem practicing. To me, Debo, like, he's proven, I mean, that I, now it's two years removed. Like, you don't get as much credit. Like, okay, what are you doing? It, it is a what are you doing for me lately. But back to Ayuk, for example. Like, you go to a Niner practice the last two years. You saw today, I'm sure it's fucking, he looks unreal. You're like, I yeah, can't be that looks, many guys practicing. Practice hard. He's got more to prove than Debo. He does. Well, he's got, but the question is like, you know, he flipped that switch before it was contract year, right? You flipped that switch a couple of years ago. It wasn't contract. Now it's contract year, but I'm not uh, saying he's just doing it for the money, but I'm just saying like, he's, he's got a lot. He's been in prove it mode, but I, I am confident that if the, whoever pays Brandon, Ayuk is going to get the same guy after he has taken that money. Right. Whereas like Debo says what he said Tuesday but you don't, and I, I'm. This is I'm being extreme when I say this. But like you don't give back five million bucks. Like you know what? I didn't earn the twenty-two million dollars last year. I'm going to give back five, which is fine. I, you shouldn't do that. That's not how contracts work in this case. But it just, yeah, I'm with you. It, it doesn't mean anything until we see it. With Ayuk, the Niners have no doubt. If they gave him the money, he would be right there again the next day, as soon as the whole thing started. Was the argument like, wait, you really traded DeForest Buckner? This guy's fucking all in 24-7, 365. Like, you got a big picture at the end of this season. You know, Debo has like a season like last year where it's like, yeah, he's a really good player. You want him, but at this number, comments like that in his history don't really make him – he's tr- obviously tradable because he's a good player, but he's not – you know, he's had question marks with his work ethic and his own conditioning multiple times. He's got an injury history. But this gets back to what I said. I just don't think there's another Debo Samuel. And he's still a winning player. Yeah. And he's a very he's a physical tone setter on Sunday. Which in the history of this sport, I would say more than others, because you practice so much more than you play, there have been a lot of yeah, he's not a great practice player, but he's just like a winning ass kicker that I'd say football more than like like if you're just kind of a slappy basketball guy and not a winning player, it's like We've seen a lot of those guys get overpaid. They stay losing. That's what makes Debo kind of you unique in the sense of you can describe a losing football player and then Sunday happens. <laughs> yeah, he's been out of shape. He's been injured a lot. You know, it's like contracts mess with him. It's like, yeah, what does he look like? Oh, he's just ran over three linebackers in the first quarter for a touchdown. Yeah, beat, J- beat Jalen Ramsey for a touchdown in the biggest game of the year. 
Yeah, took a slant where he broke a tackle of a linebacker, juked out the safety, and outran the corner. And, and, and the one thing I'd say to Debo, like your type body, it does not last forever. You know, you, you're probably in the. I would say if he's got four more years at a high level, would feel like a long time. I would feel <laughs> that's another contract. Yeah, that number next year. I mean, it's. It's going to be the elephant in the room if both those guys are producing at a high level, if the team's having a bunch of success, just like big picture, right? You can't. I, I don't think you can build your team the way they're built with multiple $20 million wide receivers. It's honestly why they, and they can say whatever they want, but they they had to be entertaining some stuff. Even though they like Brandon Ayuk, it's just right. they, they've done it with DeForest Buckner, who was more proven than Brandon Ayuk in terms of like, and play, it's harder to find a defensive tackle, and they traded him. Uh, you, you you have to have the shitty part about the NFL, kind of the you know Jay Monahan ability to like, yeah, it's got to do something I don't want to do. Well, that's the other one where Jay Monahan's like, you know, uh, uh, hey, I did, you know, we're, we uh, I reserve the right to change my mind. Basically, he's like, uh, uh, I, I what I said, I said at the time based on the available information that I had. It's like, yeah. I don't think the information, the only information that's, I don't think any of the information's changed. I think they would have given you $50 billion two years ago. I don't know what's changed exactly. Guy, I clicked on a video. The chick, you know, Trump did a town hall on CNN like a month ago. Yeah, I've got the head of CNN fired, basically. The the chick who hosted it, I, I thought he got fired for like yelling at people or something. Well, it was a lot of stuff, but I guess that that town hall was the, was the final straw. But Caitlin. Uh, yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin had on Bryson. I saw the interview. <laughs> Bryson dropped, and listen, it's we could argue like peppering him over this. It's not. I know he took their money, but he did. I, I you just it's agreed to the time. interview. Can you say I'm just a golfer when you agree to the interview? You know, it's maybe coming. maybe it's time to forgive. He dropped that. I was like, Bryson, forgive. We're talking about nine eleven. Uh, was he? Uh, do you think he was selling an energy drink? He kept drinking. On the uh, he couldn't go five. Do you think? Up. I okay. mean, fuck yeah, he was. Okay. Um, Debo's cap number in 2024 is 28 million dollars. His his uh, that's his cap number, 28 million. Let's say conservatively, the receiver tag is 20 million. So in theory, you could end up with 50 million dollars on two receivers. Basically, you're now, saying on Ayuk's fifth year option. Yeah, well, the fifth year option is 14 million. What years he's on his fourth year? He's, yeah, yeah. So he would he would start. He would have to do a he, Debo. Like he'd want the up. extension going into the. You're saying you would wipe out the fourteen million dollar fifth year. That's what you would do ideally, and get him for less. Yeah, than, it gets like factored in. Yeah, for a lower cap. You're right, number. you're right. I, I was adding up two years from now. You're right. Next year at fourteen million. If right, Brandon Ayuk has a good, if he has a good year, he says absolutely no chance. I'm playing for fourteen million. Right. Yeah, what a lot yeah. of the guys do, like exactly. it's time for a contract extension. And they'd say, "Fine, they'll, they'll, we'll extend you, but you're going to make, you know, your your cap hit. You know, they would like Debo last year, whose cap hit was like six million dollars. Like that's how it would work. Well, right? if Debo was AJ Brown, right, or Devontae, or just whoever at 26, 27 years old, elite player, you would just give him one of those extension things, push the money back, right? Kick the can down the road, fuck with his cap space. Right. You would just fudge it all. 
and Bosa at the same time, which but it just Bosa- makes you think like, do we want to fudge it all or like can we get like a second and a third, you know, and just get rid of his cap space? Yeah. We're way ahead of ourselves, but I it feels is it a fifty is it less than a fifty fifty shot that they're both on the team next year? Because even know. at fourteen million, even if it's, if it's fourteen million, fourteen million and twenty seven million, that's forty two million. <laughs> that cannot happen. Yeah, twenty eight and a half. So almost twenty nine. That's impossible. Because the so, fourteen million is fully guaranteed. There's no fudge in it, right? Even though you would gladly pay him fourteen million dollars a year, right? Yeah, well, the fudge would be you pay him twenty five in cash, but it's tw- six on the books. But you know, is it going to line up when? Are him and Bosa both going to have a combined cap hit in your three of their deals of like $60 million, right? Or more? I think ideally you just have Debo has a good season, Ayuk has a good season, and then you just got options with movement, right? But are you more inclined to move Debo, keep Ayuk? Because that age is better. Yeah, I mean, that's what I wonder. That's where, like, watching Ayuk practice today and Debo kind of practice today, I wonder about it. But at the same time, when you say, to answer your question, is it lower than 50-50? The other thing that works against Debo is they do have McCaffrey, who does some of the same stuff. Now, having them together is part of, like, what makes it really crazy and cool, right? Yeah. Who has one of those guys, let alone two. I, I think they'd love, a way to, they'd love to find a way to keep both of them. I don't know how you replace them. Because you have to go, you still, like, you have to get another guy. So is Danny Gray stepping up? Okay, that makes it a little easier. Like, truly. Like, is he a top three receiver? Right now, he's not trending that direction. No, I, I think essentially what you do is you trade with a team in, like, the end of the first round, one of the guys. And try and, and get then another you take Ayuk. Jordan Addison, right? right? Like, look at the Vikings. They cut, I'm pretty sure they cut. Thielen, what do they do? They draft Addison. You know, you just you replace the guy with a cheaper. But there's just a huge unknown. You also, if you're trading Ayuk, which is very, very risky, you're trading him to a team that then ha- obviously gives him a four-year, you know, whatever, 23 a year, guarantees him $65 million. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Which I, I think it's pretty clear when you look at the draft and those three teams that drafted receiver, receiver, receiver that it was on the table because those teams would not have had to extend Ayuk right away. They just could play it out for a year and then extend them next year. Maybe, you know, potentially the Ravens trying to like do right by Lamar. Imagine instead of taking Zay flowers, they just trade for Brandon Ayuk. Right. 100%. I, I'm with you. I mean, he, I think for, I think that little sweet range, it just, all those guys fell, which I'd say typically, I don't know the receivers beside Marvin Harrison in this class, but you know, usually the top receivers in a draft, I'd say go by the teams, right? And maybe one guy goes in the single digits. That just wasn't the case this year. So the teams that needed receivers just fuck, I don't need to trade for Brandon. You're gonna just take Zay Flowers. Right. You know, who's I get for the next four years before I even think about paying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they all went. Matters well, well, do get their pick back next year for the first time in a long time. Oh, that'll be a fun change. <laughs> I forget. They can, uh, You're allowed to draft in the first, you know, 75 picks. Well, I won't have enough ammo still to get up uh, to get Caleb Williams, but. You think they could do it over 
would they have traded Debo for pick 10? And like, you know, the essentially I think was Drake Jackson pick 61 and just taking Garrett Wilson. Wait, trade. Well, remember last year it was like, do you trade Debo to the Jets for pick oh, 10? Oh, right, right. And then remember part of it was like, well, the Jets also, they wanted your second round pick. Yeah, yeah. We thought it was insane. But now looking back, like what if Garrett Wilson is the next like top six, seven receiver? Aaron Rodgers thinks he's a star. If you could do that over, would you do it? Because I think you would think about it. Still some unknown on Garrett Wilson. A long way to go. but Hard. You, you didn't know you were going to get McCaffrey at the time. You did not. And you didn't have him most of the season. Right? And is Garrett Wilson... You know, what Garrett Wilson can do down the field with Aaron Rodgers, you can't assume you would have been able to do with him. But, yeah. Would you rather, I, mean, would you, I, I love yeah. Debo. I am a huge Debo guy. I do not, doesn't bother me. He's a little chubby every once in a while, can relate. Doesn't bother me, doesn't practice hard. And I really appreciate and every team in the league wants guys like that on game day because that's what the league Literally, the whole business is built around Sundays, and he's a Sunday player. But if you just look at it economically, like if you put on your Roseman Parag hat, you'd go, you know, would I rather have Garrett Wilson on a cheap contract for the next three years? Easily extend Ayuk and then worry about him in another couple years? Well, part, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, part of this year is like, have you seen Debo Samuel's best? Garrett Wilson's quarterbacks were a disaster last year, had 83 catches. I mean, he's, I think he's fucking pretty good. Yeah, I think you're right. I, the other part, like I just said, is part of it is have you seen De- have we seen Debo Samuel's best, right? It's a big He's year talking- for the dude. It is a big year for him because he can make or break the Niners' approach to Brandon Ayuk. He can like make- the Brandon Ayuk thing can pl- can just take care of itself if Debo, you know, looks like he's trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, it's tough because he's got twenty eight million dollars coming to him next year, but. Yeah, I think I, you know, Hargrave, his cap number is going to go up. I think, you know, eventually you got to figure, you know, Ward's on a pretty big contract. He'll be going into year three of that contract. Some of this stuff just starts to come to a head, right? <laughs> I mean, shit, they push D Ford's contract down forever. And the other thing is, this is what makes them unique. The only reason their team can be this good is because they, they don't pay anything to the quarterbacks. Really. What if they get, what if it happens to be that this is the time they have a quarterback? Who? Well, whoever. I don't know. Brock. What if Brock Purdy turns into a franchise quarterback? Great problem to have. You'd prefer to have that problem than be able to afford the most expensive uh, non-quarterback team ever, you know, but you'd just prefer to have a good quarterback, too. I'd I'd try to get him to play all four years on that seventh uh, Mr. Relevant contract. Just just uh, supplement it with Adobe Acrobat ads. Exactly. Give him some, like... Uh... You, you see the Meta's new, uh, or not Meta, but Apple has the new, uh-huh. their version of Oculus. Yeah. 3500 bucks. Is that what it costs? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw someone someone tweeted out like, you know, just 80% of America's retirement plan depend on this succeeding. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> if you tell me that that thing eventually you can be like courtside in the NBA... You can just be like, I can follow the PGA Tour like right behind the golfer, yeah. which obviously feels inevitable. Who knows? Maybe when we're seventy, or is it mm-hmm. like in five years? 
and then do the leaks start charging you? you I know, think it's they, closer they, to five years than 70. They can start taking my money fast. Like, wait. Right. You, you can get a package for $1,000, any NBA uh, on the court. Like, what, what would that, what would the NBA, like, what would the price point be? Because they wouldn't just give it away for free, right? They wouldn't, but you can't charge, you know, it's part of sitting courtside is just the being seen you know, being in the scene and being no, I, obviously I, I'm saying like, but is it a thousand dollars for the entire season? You can be courtside oh, right. any game you want. Yeah. Would you do that? If I told you it was actually like 99% realistic. Um, it's hard, right? Cause like I, do, how many games do you watch this? I'm just watching this game for two and a half hours, 82 times. That's what I'm doing. You know? Me and you might be bad examples, but if NBA fans, like, yeah, you'd be all over that. Yeah, especially, I mean, what they'll have is the ability to do it with other people, quote-unquote, right? You're sitting with other people. You're talking to those people. Football wouldn't be as important unless they gave you, like, you sit there next to Kyle Shanahan. Yes. Well, part of it, too, I've seen a few images. It's like you put the headset on to watch a movie, but the area around the movie, it's like it's now a theater instead of your living room. So you're not, you know, you're changing uh, how you're watching it, but you're also just changing kind of the surroundings. So what if League Pass, you know, instead of being one TV that you change the channels or you get a four box on, you put on the headset and you can look at every, you know, you get, you're in a virtual viewing room where you're getting every single game. You can just look, you can swipe, you know, whatever from game to game. Like it doesn't put you there so much that it just allows you to be in a place where you can move th- from game to game very easily. I'll tell you what would be sweet. I'm not a big racing guy, but if you just told me, like, I get the view of in the car Verstappen as he's flying around with, or nobody, what about with this? nobody in front of him every time, what would be the best seat at the house to watch, like, Djokovic playing at all? Would it be the ref's chair, just like sitting there like this? How about a concert? Where would you want to be? On the stage. Right next to like, or just like you know, right on the front of the stage where it looks like you can reach out and touch them, and it's just Swifty, you know, or maybe she's T Swift and you're Swifty. I don't know how that one works. Is there a time when no one attends anything anymore? The NFL's already told you, like, yeah, there's just virtual cameras in seats, like each person has an assigned. Oh, I bought ticket A4. Are you going? No, but that's where they put my camera is an A4, you know, harder to get your where you're sitting. Would it be hard to get the best effort out of the concert? <laughs> yeah, I think it would be. Comedy would be impossible. <laughs> uh, unless the comedian's doing it from home, too. True. The in performer. The, the well, performer's yeah, in a just, virtual stage. He puts on his headset so he can see everybody. Yeah, the performer's in a virtual stage. Because I did, I saw there was one of the features was you scan your, you turn the thing around, it scans your face. And then when you put it on, like we each put it on to FaceTime, what you see is like the VR version of me and my mouth is moving and my eyes are moving and it looks like me talking, right? Not like a cartoon me, like it looks like augmented reality me because we're both wearing headsets. So how are we going to see each other? Well, I scan my face and what you see even though I'm wearing a headset, it just it looks like me talking. And what I see, even though you're wearing a headset, it's just you talking. And it moves, the lips move, the whole thing moves with the words you're saying. Uh, yeah. And you could, you know, you could be lying in bed, but it's really you're wearing a three-piece suit. Tim Cook's on something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, 
that's all for us here in the real world today. <laughs> Anything else to add? No. Uh, oh, I was going to tell you this one. Did you see the thing about the Madden EA, the not Madden, but the college football EA game where the guy is telling all the athletes, don't sign, don't release your name to the game because it's only, it's like 500 bucks per player. And people were making the point like, well, yeah, there's a, there's 133 teams. So you're just, you're not getting the same cut that NFL players get. It's not the same level of, you know, it doesn't sell as well as the Madden game does. I don't know why I'm out of focus again. But I guess some people are a little surprised that the players aren't getting that much money off the new EA game, which uh, I don't know why that's surprising to anybody, but. Well, the other thing is an equal split. Like Caleb gets the same as the yeah. I think it's an equal split. Indiana, right? What they should do is just pay. Yeah, I think it's an equal split. Who's the leader in the clubhouse that's fucking telling all these guys this? Like, uh, I don't know. There's some union. Some guy was starting a, wants a union, not oh. a player. It's no, it's not a. It's not an active player. Some lawyer that's trying to screw everyone that just wants to play the game. Uh, yeah, some guy. Everyone's got it. You know, it's always like I'm here for the kids, for a percentage. What's so stupid too is like all the guys getting paid. Think how many guys now around the country that matter in the game are all getting compensated. Like Bo Nix, like I'm not doing this five hundred. Well, you're already fucking making two million. <laughs> you won't even notice when the check comes through. Yeah, I saw a study. The average power five, the average starter for a top half power five team, power five. So there's like sixty two or those or whatever it is. So say like a top thirty team. The average starter is making uh, $45,000, which I think is a good number. When you think about how many starters there are, there's actually a lot of guys making 250 or, you know, 200, 150, whatever. Hell yeah. The starting that, that, guard for Iowa that's never going to play totally. past Iowa. I mean, he's getting 50 grand on top of his. That doesn't count the scholarship, right? Everything's paid for. You're there for right, free. Right, right. So you're just getting 50 grand. I Some of the SEC schools has have everyone on salary, I think, right? Yeah, there's a good number of schools that promise you, even if it's like $5,000. Guy, the walk-ons all eat now for free. I don't think the walk-on, like walk-ons are now compensated. Well, I saw somebody did a study today, what a walk-on is, what walk-ons are worth to a school. You know, it's a big number. Why? Because the body? Yeah, just because of the volume of the number of them that they have for practice and, you know, all of that stuff. Holding the bags. Holding the bags. Uh, but, uh, you know, the problem is they're replaceable. They're walk-ons. For the most yeah. part. So it's tough. They're very replaceable. And if they're not, you put them on scholarship. Right. <laughs> anyway. All right. On that note. Adios. Thanks for everybody. Light up. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.